rousing edition of Under the Floorboards, where we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night. I am your host, John, joined as always by my beautiful co-host, Eric. Eric, how are you this Fabulous. week? I know, we're keeping it fucking squeaky clean, like this cleanup job that we're going to see by the end of this 100%. movie. 100%. This week, we watched Green Room. Welcome to it. Oh my god, dude. This is, this is a So, I'm like, there's already going to be... I mean, if you've already listened to this, you are, have already heard our preliminary of yeah, the yeah, fact yeah. that this is going to be an episode that has a lot of racist tendencies in it. Yep. And we're going to as delicately jump around this as we can, yep. but it's a movie that I think a lot of people should see. Apparently Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb feel the same they fucking, fucking way. agree. But they're, they're throwing out more nines than we are. So. <laughs> nine, 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 nine. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Holy shit. <laughs> So, Eric, what was our itinerary for this movie? Yeah, man, this one was released in 2015, directed by Jeremy Saulnier, running at one hour and 35 minutes. That sweet spot, Sick. despite the fact that we're flirting with, like, French horror. What you right. say, not French, French horror. <laughs> no, this, this is one. definitely German. This but... was German horror. <laughs> We've got Anton Yelkin as Pat, Imogen Poots as Amber, Aaliyah Shawcat as Sam, Patrick Stewart in the house as Darcy, <laughs> Joe Cole as uh, Reese, Colin Turner as Tiger, and Macon Blair as Gabe. Excellent. Yeah, so uh, what was your first impression of this movie? We've both watched it we before. We both watched it before, yeah. so my first impression is muddled because I was high as fuck the first time I saw this movie. <laughs> I thought it was crazy, especially like the scene in this movie that oh, I think yeah. like everybody, anybody that's seen this movie probably can already imagine what we're talking about. Like that, I was like, oh fuck. You know? <laughs> Here, here we are. You're in it, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's 45 minutes left of this shit. No, no but it's it, like so. This is this is like legitimately a fear of mine as somebody that wants to one day be a touring musician, right? <laughs> You show up at the wrong fucking club. <laughs> Dude, if you show up to a place with a chain link fence that says dogs, be or beware of dogs. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the other thing I was going to add is I have shaved my head, and I picked a really bad time to shave my head <laughs> after watching this yeah, movie. you just did it for cultural appropriation, and I get that. <laughs> what about you, man? Dude. This is like probably third or fourth time for you on this one? What do you think? Uh, this is actually only my second time watching oh, this yeah? movie. Okay. Um, the first time, I do have a little anecdote for this one. I had gotten an Airbnb in Asheville. Uh, it was Laura's birthday, mm -hmm. so I'd uh, gotten about three or four days and invited a bunch of friends up just to, you know, celebrate, play mm -hmm. beer pong, do illicit substances. Not and have drugs. <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs> so. <laughs> so one night while we were there, everybody was like, including Laura, which she usually has to be in the mood for a horror movie. And I get that. She's not like me where she just like can... <laughs> and just chug that shit down suck it deep <laughs> anyways so this was back when netflix had just kind of like started uh making more content themselves and sure. cutting a lot of the b-list shit that they had which sucks because i loved that aspect mm -hmm. of netflix for a long time so the two movies that it was between that are not netflix originals were uh we summon the darkness and uh green room i picked for Laura We Some of the Darkness because I think that that would have been more mm -hmm. for her especially reading the synopsis of both of them you also oh, picked it for yourself a little bit a, a little bit and that's okay yeah that's okay I, honestly I picked it for Johnny Knoxville but oh really okay nice <laughs> 
Um, as anyone who has listened to this and listened to our Texas Chainsaw episode, I do have an affinity for Alex Daddario, as I think most people do. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> one of the people that was with us was like, well, it's like, you know, I'm going to paraphrase what I heard in sure. her head from this decision being mm-hmm. made is, well, he's attracted to her and it's Laura's birthday. <laughs> we can't watch a movie with a girl that he's attracted to in it. Next to a girl he's physically... <laughs> I'd like to mention, too, like, that my partner is bi. <laughs> right. She is equivocally, if not more so, attracted to this fucking person. But honestly, I was picking this movie 100%. based on the plot that I think because I'm really good at that. I'm good at like even people that have been on our show, like Pat. Yeah, you are. Like, yeah, they're that's, like, that's I don't thing. like horror. I'm like, no, you just haven't watched something that you like. It's subscribe not like a... <laughs> to our 666 tier, and John will pick a movie for you, dude. Real shit. I'll pick one that'll blow your fucking mind. Anyways, so we watched Green Room instead, yeah. and this was like one of those things where like, I don't know why people ask me to do something if they're not going to listen to me, mm-hmm. <laughs> because there's two things that I know about my partner, because she is uh, very left-wing, which is fine. I, I don't really give a shit. I mm-hmm. think APAB, because all politicians are bad, mm-hmm. but it was one of those things where there are two elements in this movie. She's a vet tech, by the way. Uh, Duly noted. Yeah. Mark that. (laughs) There are Nazis and dog murder. (laughs) I didn't pick We Summon the Darkness out of selfishness. Keep in mind, mind, Nazis and dog murder are more desirable than Alex (laughs) Daddario. And I was like, okay, well, the the committee has spoken. <laughs> and you kind of just leaned back in your chair and grabbed your drink, and you kind of looked at her and just shook your head. And just, <laughs> just, watch this. <laughs> but there really weren't a lot of better options, like for what was even Listen, available. I remember. The, I remember the dark times. <laughs> Voldemort was gaining some followers. <laughs> no, it's real shit though. But thankfully, now we have Tubi. Right. Yeah, now, right. Now we have a service that is free and has nothing but that B tier shit that we miss so know, desperately from I Netflix. Know. Right. And Tubi, sponsor us, man. Like, 100%. thank you. Thank we will. You. We will literally just do your movies. Yeah. I don't give a fuck yeah. anymore. We got a lot of content on there, dude. I'm about to like shamelessly do a Tubi plug on our own fucking thing without any kind of. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. Getting into the movie. Yeah. Like this motherfucker fucking fell asleep at the wheel driving the band van to their next gig. Okay. So you want to talk about my fear earlier about showing up at the wrong gig. My second fear is being asleep, being jostled around a stupid van that smells like 20 miles of BO and old prosciutto. And I wake up in a cornfield. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> I wake up in a cornfield because my driver slash bass player fucking fell asleep at the wheel. Yeah, you know we were ready I mean? for Malachi to start walking yeah, out. Yeah, dude. Oh my god. He wants you to. <laughs> Outlander! Maybe you don't hear so well. <laughs> and it, was, it was one of those things where it's like, dude, if you want to sleep in a cornfield for the night, that's, that's fine. That's cool. And nobody's going to clock you on that. Right. You appear to be in like Idaho anyway. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh no, Utah. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
I think they were in Oregon, actually, weren't they? Yeah, they're yeah, in okay. Oregon because they're very close to Portland. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess relatively speaking. I've heard rumors that Portland is in Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good guess. I don't know where they play punk shows in Oregon. I don't know. Portland, Idaho. Port- <laughs> Portland, California. We, see, we have the running gig and we just, you know, anyway. Well, what is Oregon but an extension of California? <laughs> It's an easy fucking video game. They didn't want to do 49 State. You got you got like Puerto Rico and Oregon. Uh, but anyways, so we have this scene where everybody wakes up. Yeah. They're in the cornfield, obviously. And they're just like, man, what the fuck, Tiger? You fell asleep at the wheel again. I'm like, then why is this dude driving? No, absolutely not. So their plan now is they're running low on gas, I suppose, and Sam is on her phone and she's like, oh, well, there's a uh, a roller rink or an yeah, ice skating, skating rink. rink they debate about it for a minute because they're talking about like roller hockey and ice hockey. And and you, like, might, you might have well, more insight than I do. His, that. his point being, if it was an ice rink, it implies that there may be hockey players around and hockey players just, I mean, like part of the sport is fighting. Right. So there's a level of like, you know, you're 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 prepared to fight at any given point if you feel like you've been unjustly done by someone, right? So, um, their goal, however, is to siphon gas out of cars in this parking lot to fill their tank up. And so, it, it I mean, it like, I don't know if it's inside as Mark much that. as uh, yeah, I don't know if it's inside as much as just like my opinion being that if you siphon gas out of my car, regardless of whether or not I play hockey, I'm going to punch you in the face. So. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at, dude. Like, I would rather you steal cash out of my wallet than gas out of my car. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, gas is expensive. <laughs> right. right. I, like, I'm, now I'm stuck. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, asshole. Good thing I have all this money in my wallet. Now I have to pull out my siphon <laughs> right. and siphon the guy next to me. <laughs> it's such a vicious cycle. <laughs> Speaking of cycle, I think it was funny that they had a bike with them. Yeah, because so the, the roller quicker. rink was like a, they said eleven miles away from yep. where they had like crashed is not the right word, even though like an average person would have died in this. Well, situation. that was you know, they, and so my thing is like I I already hate the main cast, right? I already <laughs> hate the main group because like you you are so prepared (laughs) to go steal from other people because you're touring and you're not making enough money to pay for gas for your van. You know what I mean? It's like, stop fucking touring. Or why didn't you save up? Because I imagine that I will, I would hope that you all have jobs because Mm -hmm. obviously where this band is at, they are not making money. And like, I'm sorry, but like, you're like the raw punk. I'm not talking about the punk Americana, like Green Day and stuff like that, which I love. Mm. I'm talking about the Pop yelling. punk tough guys with neck tattoos. We're talking about like <laughs> like that unintelligible screaming in the microphone at like blast beats at 300 BPM and that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, the drummer's not in fucking tempo. like, <laughs> And they never were either. I'm waiting for those swing beats that'll never come. Yeah. <laughs> Half time. What's that? <laughs> What's a 9 eight? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's in 4-4 four, four if you don't count it like a fucking nerd. <laughs> so we siphon the gas and we wind up getting to wherever we're going to in Oregon. They didn't actually say where we were at, yeah. right? I don't think so. Yeah. We start off at uh, meeting this guy. I think his name's Tad. Yep. Uh, and he's got this mohawk. He's very punk scene, but mm-hmm. he's very much like 
this weird cuckish character. It's it's the fashion punk, right? It's right. those it's those people that you see if you ever go to a show and they're wearing the right clothes, but they're not behaving properly. They're not <laughs> behaving like the rest of the scene is, you know. And Tad is a uh, facilitator of sorts, uh, like a pseudo. I guess like the the best way to put it would be like he works in the scene and facilitates like shows for bands that want to come yeah. here. He's like a manager, but for like a a radius of like this part of the world, right? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and he's got a, a, a an apartment that people can stay at. I guess it's yeah. his apartment and that kind of thing. He also does interviews for radio and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So it's kind of like a cool gig from a job perspective. I mean, he's a man of many hats, but he's also like trying to build the scene up and keep right. it going and that kind of thing. So but ta- it, it, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> we get into said homeboys Airbnb and everybody yeah. goes upstairs. They're spinning records. They get up the next day and they're about to have this interview with him. Mm-hmm. And they're going through the interview and they have like their, uh, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but one of my favorites that will come up later is he likes to ask people, what is your island band? Mm-hmm. Like your de- your deserted island band. What mm-hmm. do you listen to? And everybody's putting out like, uh, like Poison Toxic Invocation and like these like super obscure punk sure. bands. Which apparently none of them actually listen to that yeah. we find out by the end of this movie. Yep. Again, it's about the scene. It's and, not about you. <laughs> and as they're recording, they start talking about like, hey, so like, when are you going to put this out? Yeah. Because, which we've asked that question to somebody before mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and been met with something similar. Uh, and they were asking Tad, they were like, so Tad, we're trying to promote the show. When is this coming out? Because the show is tomorrow. Yeah. And he was like, well, I got to tell you, so I got fired from the venue. There was a lot of vomit and fecal matter and all of this shit. I've been to Warp Tour. I can't imagine what real people punk were music's not like. Shit. I was going to say, people <laughs> yeah. were not shitting on the floor of Warp Tour. Worst thing they were doing was like not wearing sunscreen. I was going to say, I've seen people like like heat exha- exhaustion vomit all over the place. And that kind of thing. That's not pretty. But like the thing that was like stuck out for me, I'm going to pause for a second and ask you real quick, just so the listeners can have this. What's your desert island? Oh, I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Um, I've had time to think about mine. <laughs> Uh, are we going with the same idea from uh, the movie where there's no caveats? I'm going to say no caveats, name the band, you pick one. Queen. Queen, okay. Cool. Every time. Yeah. Foxy Shazam is a very close mm-hmm. second. It is a very close second. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say uh, like the Killers probably. Or yeah. Or something like that. Something very like easy to digest. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> not that I could do without the Killers. It's that totally. I, I could do with Queen right. for the yeah, rest yeah. of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially, uh, also, if y'all are Spotify listeners, uh, Eric turned me on to the Miracle set that just came yeah, out, yeah, yeah. and it, it is fucking Ghost hot. It. It's really good. It is so yeah. hot. I oh was wa- I was watching Bohemian Rhapsody, God, and I like, that movie. and I I got the notification on my phone that Miracle had been released. I was like, I should text my Queen fan, <laughs> who's also my host. <laughs> It was weird. It was a bisexual night, dude. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. You're gay, Freddy. You're gay. I'm like, first of all, that man has got more pussy than anybody in that room so 100%. far. So. Anyways. So, Tad has been let go from this thing. And so, he had, he's like, I got a backup gig for you, though. And they literally are playing like a Denny's. But it's not even like the basement of this diner. It's not what even like... What the fuck is up? It's not even cleared out of patrons. It's just like a regular lumberjack ass looking motherfucker sitting there eating his hungry jack pancakes, <laughs> listening to this screaming fucking, you know. 
My favorite part was their lead because the guy, the way he sold it to the band, or the way Tad sold it to the band was okay. Well, they're gonna give you food and a fifty percent of proceeds of the door, right? I think was the deal. And you're headlining. And you're headlining. They're like, is anybody else on the roster? He's like, nope. You're, you're also <laughs> opening. <laughs> so they're leaving, and they're like divvying up the money and shit and sam is <laughs> six dollars no it's like a dollar an hour nope this was my favorite part of the whole movie she goes it's 687 a person because it's 688 if you round up i was like what are you rounding up to the even number band managers be like yeah dude so i'm already like all right like, cool tad had a chance Fuck this guy, right? And then he's like, "Cool, I got a backup for your backup. This is a real gig this time. Three hundred fifty bucks. You're out. You know what I mean? You just got to drive like it's closer to Portland. It's not in this. You know what yeah, I mean? He's yeah. He's like, you got to dip down to Portland. Yeah. My cousin is over there or whatever. And it's just like, okay, well, we don't really have a choice because I think the the following show on their tour was in D.C. Well, or that or they live in D.C. And they were just going to call yeah. the tour and go home. But the point is, is they had to go cross country on like a total of like well, I think what was $24 ha- and some change or whatever. I think what was happening was they were going to play their last show in D.C. because they're from Arlington. So Hometown. they're Yeah, 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 they're, yeah they're just yeah, trying yeah. to do the loop. Yep. And then, by the way... Uh, people from Arlington, if you're listening right now, your city's a shithole. But <laughs> also, that's a hell of a loop for bands that don't have managers to get the like to go right? all the way to the like the, the Pacific Northwest. Northwest. Yeah. yeah, fuck all that. Absolutely not. I just stopped at like a couple grow ops and just fucking he, sold mushrooms along the way. This whole episode is just going to be me roasting like independent bands that aren't managed well. You know what I mean? Because like he also like noted in their interview, he was talking. Say who it is. He noted in the episode, in the uh, interview, he was like, "You don't have a social media presence either," mm-hmm. and he's like, "Yeah, because I just feel like once it gets out there on the internet, it becomes less, you know, like analog, man. Like music's supposed to be in, in, like I'm already fucking over this. It's like, so you're touring musicians, you're stealing gas from other people's cars, this like because you're not making enough money, but you don't want to make money. You don't want to be famous. You don't want to be beloved by people. You don't want to garner fans or appreciation or attention or anything like that because that's not punk. That's why I don't get that kind of music." What the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? I mow lawns. It's fucking raw. You know what I mean? I mow lawns. I don't like cutting grass. I don't particularly like working with my hands. You know what I mean? Why would you do it then? It, I'm not getting paid. I don't know, man. It's just, you know, I, I just do it, right? You know what I mean? But like if you advertise, no, we don't advertise. We just do it. it it's stupid, right? I got nowhere else to go. So these guys are fucking idiots and they're coming up on, they they make the, they I, I guess they have enough gas to get to the next gig, right? Miracle number yeah, one. Yeah, because they only have to go like right next to Portland. And $300 sounds a lot better than $25. So we're here and you pull up to the gate of the venue and there's like you pointed out earlier the beware of dog sign on the on the chain <laughs> the fucking chain link barbed wired fence and everything. I'm already like I'm fucking no, absolutely. <laughs> no. They haven't seen our faces yet. <laughs> cool because they were talking <laughs> you know about what I mean? uh, what the, like what the price was for them paying. It's like three hundred fifty dollars, and it's like okay, well we just made twenty four dollars, so I'm now saying. we can afford to get home if we mm-hmm. play the show. Yeah, their jaws literally dropped when we said three hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> like that's more money than they've ever seen in their entire lives or something like that. Um, the other thing I'll note is when they pulled up, everyone's a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> 
All the laces are red. The stickers on the back of the cars are questionable. The haircuts are what they are. You know what I mean? Um, we we make our way. They, uh, I'll slow down because we have our unloading thing. The guy we meet, uh, what's his name? Daniel, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And we, Daniel actually kind of chokes. Uh, what's his? Uh, not chokes Reese okay. a little bit. Like up against, he's like. This is what's going to happen. This is how it's going to all go down. I'm like, why are you choking him? Why do you have an erection? It's pump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He even like while choking him, he's like, it's no hard feelings whatsoever, man. No oh, they're problem. Just, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This motherfucker's like trying to choke him out to spit in his mouth. hundred <laughs> percent. They, um, they get the notification like from the guy. They're like, okay, uh, don't put your gear here. This is a fire hazard. Move it over to the side. Right. Move it I know. Move it over to the side. You guys, this is your green room in here. Sound checks in fifteen, showtime's in twenty. Right. Right. So it's like, okay, here we go. We we, that's what I call just in fucking time too, by the way. Like you showed up to the venue an hour (laughs) before you were supposed to go on. Good luck getting that shit equalized. Anyway. I will say you made my favorite comment for this because they were asking the drummer, like, hey, do you want to use the house set or do you want to use your set? You were like why the fuck would you unload it? Your music already sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If this is the uh, scene that the guy that is in the scene has promoted so you get the scene gig for your scene and they have a house drum set, why the fuck would you not play that house drum set? It's tuned to play this kind of, you know what I mean? Like I get like, I'm, I'm a guitar player. I get like, we have a house guitar if you want to use that. No, it's a little bit more intricate than that. But when yeah. you're just like blast beating Woods shit. Woods are totally at, like, different. No. <laughs> Drum tone matters for sure, but like yeah, not in but this But you can setting. tune a drum This is fucking stupid, yeah. you know what I mean? I would have left my shit in the car anyway. <laughs> we enter our first green room, and for me that was like the first time I've seen a green room that was green. <laughs> Very on the nose. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, It was really trying to set the stage. Except for the, I, I did notice there was a white accent wall. Mm-hmm. Which definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, was that the one with the swastika or the KKK written on it? It was the one with the KKK okay. written on it. The other wall had the swastika. So, yeah, yeah, the yeah. other wall had the swastikas on it. So here we are in, <laughs> in a Nazi dive bar in the middle of bumfuck nowhere near Portland, Oregon. Okay. This is my worst nightmare. <laughs> this is... <laughs> But at least I have my own drums. Have you ever looked at another man's penis before? Somebody put him down. So, showtime, right? Yeah, it's showtime. It's like quick cut. Uh, what You did some uh, preliminary research yeah, on so this, right? The, yeah, the first song that they play, I don't remember the name of the song. I'm pretty sure it's uh, Fuck Off Nazi Scum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's actually a Dead Kennedys cover. And what's funny, I didn't catch this the first time because I also didn't know mm-hmm. that they were doing a cover even though they said it yeah. in the movie. And I was high. <laughs> yeah. He's, you know, and they're just like sitting there like, fuck off Nazi scum. We'll stab you in the back. I hate singing like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like. <laughs> Half know, the bar fucking is like, really? You know what I mean? <laughs> He, he's actually got this really slick move where there's a beer bottle that flies up and he just like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and just fucking dodges <laughs> But they continue playing the show and everything's fine. The Nazis uh-huh. don't care anymore. It, it, which was so fucking weird to me because it's like, this is called reading the room 101 and crowd work and that kind of thing, which heavily implies that they deliberately shit on their crowd. Yeah. Which 
is why you're not getting paid. Only you know, Kanye does that. Like, <laughs> that is punk. I'll give you that. I'll get hating everything that's in front of you is very punk. I'll, I I fundamentally I guess. there's a level you know, where it's just stupid. That was stupid. <laughs> that was stupid, especially because not just but, the act, but I'm talking about like hating everything in front of you. Well, that is objectively stupid. A hundred percent. But I'm talking about the fact that there are four members of this band, and between the four of them, they weigh like 450 pounds. You know what I mean? Which is the same as the guy that just spit a loogie on your female bass player's <laughs> pants. You know what I mean? So probably like skip Oh, she was that. a guitar player. Was she? Okay. Yeah, cool. which was yeah. dope. Nice. Because the bass player probably couldn't play bass. Probably. So. Surprise. Yeah. Yeah. This one has less strings. I like it. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm playing open E. <laughs> <laughs> it's punk. <laughs> Give it the two finger tango on the top and call it punk. <laughs> Um, and they like move into like their actual set or whatever. Again, mm-hmm. that was like a weird flex for me. I, I can't imagine like that. That would be the equivalent of like, I'll come up with a better analogy off the podcast and I'll tell you privately. Hold <laughs> <laughs> <But>, like... <laughs> please. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the, the crowd that remains there enjoys the rest of the gig and everything. And they make it back to the green room. They're going to load back up and take say, they don't even make it to the green room. Cause everything's pulled out by now. Yeah, Cause, yeah, they, yeah, cause, yeah, yeah. cause the next act is in there. And Daniel's out there. He's like, yeah, great set. You guys sounded awesome. Here's three fifty. It's all there. Um, if you need help, let me know. Uh, appreciate it. Bye. Right. And Sam goes, oh, I fucking left my phone in the green room. So ultimately, this entire movie is Sam's fault. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. They could have just taken the Nazis' money. She can pay her phone bill, but not for gas. <laughs> Got it. That's punk. I'm not saying that this is women. <laughs> I am saying that I pretty much have to call my partner's phone at least three times a day while we're in the home together. Mm. <laughs> Just to make sure that she has it. It's fine. The things we do for love, right? Yeah. And in fact, it wasn't even Sam that went and got back, the, like went back into the room yeah. to get the phone. It was, um... It was Pat. Pat, yeah. Pat had gone in. He was like... <laughs> He walks in, and there's just a bitch with a knife in her face on the floor. And everybody, there's like six people in this room. It's like the band that was about to go on to, or that had already gone on, mm-hmm. or whatever. I think it was the one that went for kill number one. Kill number fucking one. Uh, Emily. Emily has a knife in her head. I'm not even going to lie. We spent this entire movie trying, trying to, figure to figure out who the fuck Emily was. They never <laughs> told us who Emily was until like the final 10 minutes of this movie. But they said her name at least 30 times. <laughs> we uh, are idiots. <laughs> well, are we? or <laughs> Listen, this movie got a 90 on Rotten Tomatoes. It has no flaws. This We're movie the is... <laughs> This movie is Suspiria. <laughs> yeah, so like, the the thing about this is like, Pat had a proportionate response. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a guy in the corner who will, will uh, continue to refer to as Big Justin. Or BJ. Or BJ, if you will. <laughs> um, Who just immediately goes... Shut the door. Right. He escapes through the door and everybody's like, no, no, I told you to lock the door. I told you to lock the fucking door. A whole clusterfuck, right? And so and immediately my, I'm like, this is why I don't. This is why I don't go. <laughs> like, this is why you don't go through the gate. This is why you, you know. Well, this is where we also really meet Worm. Yeah. And Worm is like, 
a cadet, I guess, because he's not received he yeah. he's not received his red laces yet. Mm. But he's handling a lot of shit. Like he was the one that gave him the money. And then, so when they're leaving the green room, this Pat- dude had like big assistant manager vibes. You know what I mean? Like really gunning for that promotion. <laughs> yeah, man. Circle K is just not treating me right. <laughs> I'm gonna call Quality Mart and see what they've got for me. <laughs> nah, man. Speedway. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. They have gas station taquitos. Fuck yeah. that. <laughs> Fuck that tornado shit. Yeah. Like- yeah. yeah. Um, anyways uh, so Worm is a character that when we meet him as Pat has taken the phone out of the green room Mm -hmm. as he's walking out he's trying to be slick about it he's dialing 911 Worm's like what the fuck are you doing takes the phone out of his hand and hangs up this is the only time I've ever seen this happen not only in a movie but in real life but I've only ever called 911 so many times and it was absolutely wild to me that they called him back Seems like we uh, lost reception there. <laughs> anyway, what, what were you saying about a uh, stabbing? A stabbing, you said? Yes, there was a stabbing. <laughs> Y'all, into the fucking green room. All the now. power goes out, comes back on, the body disappears. <laughs> <laughs> so Worm pushes all of the band into uh, the green room with mm-hmm. Big Justin and gives Big Justin... A, he has this monologue about the gun mm-hmm. that he has. He's like, <laughs> I just don't care. Like, <laughs> but it was hilarious to me that he like felt the need to tell them. That's what I'm saying. Fi- there's yeah. only five shots in this revolver. They're also called cartridges. The bullets, the part that goes through your brain if you make a move. The cartridges. I only have five of them because they're so big. Like when I listen to gun people talk about the shit that they have, you know, it's like okay. Great. It, it would be the same thing if I came to any of my listeners and started talking about, like, the specs on my guitar. You don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, okay. the whole scene was weird. The whole scene was weird. I'm here to talk to you about our Lord and Savior, the humbucker. <laughs> His name is Leo Fender. And <laughs> but, yeah, so Big Justin is flexing on all these dudes. And everybody is, like, there's that chaotic panic ensuing, like... Uh oh, <laughs> we witnessed a murder. Uh oh, spaghettios. <laughs> We're not getting back to DC, are we? No. <laughs> and then we have like uh, they're trying to explain from the outside of the door. I believe it's Worm and maybe a couple other people. Daniel is there as well. I yeah, think. yeah. G- right, because Daniel yeah. was in. <laughs> Daniel was in the uh, trailer that was outside of the house. And there's this really fucking ancillary scene where Worm goes outside. Mm-hmm. And he, like, as he's trying to defuse the situation, he's already ta- spoken to the police for the second time. And we know now that they're going to be on their way. He walks into the trailer mm-hmm. with Daniel, which we don't meet in there. And he just walks out two seconds later. Yeah. And you were like, oh, he just walked in for a good old-fashioned Zig Heil. And- <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Yep. Do the signal. Do the signal. <laughs> so he goes back in and he's about to try and, like, diffuse the situation in whatever manner mm-hmm. that he can. There is no part of me that believes that the plan was not to kill them at any point in time. 100%. No, like, this is the kind of thing that, like, th- there's a there's a concept called no witnesses for mm-hmm. a reason, right? Um, Daniel and Worm exit and Worm is still trying to get that promotion. (laughs) So he, um, to big old Nazi. 
he gets some cash from the dude mm-hmm. at some point from and and they leave the trailer. I I don't remember what the six hundred was for. If you can correct me on that. I... Oh, it was to pay off. Okay, so now th- this movie I will say did not do a very good job of explaining the plot. What was as actually a... happening? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that yeah. six hundred, there were two twins. So that's yeah. what he said. Is he goes? Um, what else do you need? A true believer. Right. Two true believers. Right. And he's like, I got two for you. Right. Mm-hmm. The other dude's like, I got two for you. Sweet. So we meet the twins mm-hmm. and one of them has a knife and he's like, you know what to do, right? And he's like, yeah, just do it. He grabs them by the neck and shoves the knife in his stomach. So I'm like, okay, that's relatively intelligent. We're going to give them a guy that got stabbed. Yeah. Because we've already got, called right. about a stabbing. Right. Um, and these dudes are willing to, you know, you know, risk it for the biscuit, I guess, <laughs> you know? And so, um, he makes an offhand comment that was actually really fucking funny to me where he was like, that knife is precisely, (laughs) he's like, that knife is precisely one inch shorter than enough to get you a felony. (laughs) So so you'll be fine. (laughs) If you do time, we'll double it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which that's the only part that I didn't understand was I'm assuming the $600 went to the guy who got stabbed. (laughs) I was, what do you think minimum wage is for a Nazi? Dude, they make money. <laughs> okay. They sell cocaine and so, fucking guns. So double that is significant, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. We're talking about life-changing money here. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You did part of your life in prison. We're going to give you part of your life and money. It. Got it. <laughs> Proper crime syndicate kind of vibes coming out and that kind of thing. Um, and then we meet... Wish I could have done a hell of a lot more. (laughs) (laughs) And then we meet um, uh, Sir Patrick Stewart is here. Darcy. Weirdly. Yeah. (laughs) This was actually my favorite Patrick Stewart role that I've ever seen. Yeah. And it was. It was because it was so out of pocket for Mm -hmm. him. Uh, I was going to say I was going to save this for the uh, for our final thoughts, Mm -hmm. but it feels appropriate now. Go for it. When when I was doing research about this movie, they talked or they talked about how Patrick Stewart received the script for this and he read it and then he locked all of his doors at night and poured himself a glass of scotch and realized that this was the movie that he needed to be a part of because <laughs> wow. it fucking terrified him yeah. to his core. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fucking wild because he crushed that. He did. Yeah. He did. I uh, the biggest thing that I want to know from this movie is how much they had to pay Patrick Stewart to say the n-word. Right. Twice. <laughs> Twice. Yeah. Twice. <laughs> the first time is 15,000, the second time is 30. <laughs> if you say it twice, we'll double it. <laughs> <laughs> so we do meet Darcy, yeah. Sir Patrick Stewart, mm-hmm. and he comes in like just this force of intelligence Mm -hmm. right Right. quite literally like he's giving charles xavier right now you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) um they're they have an exchange of dialogue and we make it back into the green room and um they're trying to negotiate was this the point where they let the headliner go that was in the green room i can't remember yes Yes, they had let... Because um, Worm comes back. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, situation's under control. We just need y'all to stay here. Headliner, you're good to... Whatever mm-hmm. it was. Cal fucking whatever. Yeah. Um, the dude who had like this weird like pornographic moment with his face when he was just like, what was the name of your last song? By the way, 
Toxic evolution. Yeah, he's like toxic evolution. He's the so Emily, who is our yeah. kill number one, who is still dead on the floor this uh-huh. entire time. He, he looks at him and goes, "That was a really fucking hard song. Mm-hmm. That's what I did her to." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like holy god. Because <laughs> there was a point he was trying to get his knife back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's just dr- like the knife is still in her skull, and he's mm-hmm. just dragging the body mm-hmm. from the fucking knife. Yeah, that's a. Um, I don't know how skulls work, but I'm pretty sure like. <laughs> Sharp force impact to a skull. It was I, also not a serrated knife. You know there what was I mean? Nothing it's to just, latch it's, onto. It's it. one of those things for me where it's like I don't know that that would be hard to pull out. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. My man couldn't pull out of a driveway. <laughs> it's, it's, it's your movie, dude. I also like have this kind of like image in my head of him like listening to that song and like opening Spotify and adding it to his like murder playlist. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> He's just killing bitches to toxic Yeah, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He hits, he hits shuffle sometimes just to go wild. Right. So, <laughs> in the meantime, while Worm's handling that, the cops do arrive. Yep. And there's this, like, really awkward point where he's just like, are you the victim? Yeah. And, like, by the way, the twins are standing next to each other. Uh, and they're clearly twins. Yeah, yeah, they're clearly twins. One has been stabbed because he is bleeding through his shirt. The other person has a knife still in his fucking hand. And the cop just goes, are you the victim? Yeah. Get on your knees. Okay. I'm like, next to the guy who stabbed right. him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for him to just do one more on the shoulder, like, ah. It's like you walk up to somebody that got shot in the face. Are you the victim? <laughs> you know? Are you the murderer? All right, case fucking closed, I suppose. Uh, so then we kind of get into... Um, Darcy coming up to the door after Homeboy's been let out. Yeah. Justin has not been let out yet, but Justin also still has the gun. And there's this very awkward part where Darcy's like, give them the gun. Yeah. <laughs> and like, he's he, like, say that again? He's like, dude, they just ran up on me. <laughs> right. Give them the gun. <laughs> this was like, it kind of made sense at the end of the movie, but it, still didn't really make right. sense. This this is kind of what we were talking about earlier when you mentioned like the clarity in this movie. It, it's all it's all conspiratorial. We have to stage a murder now and that kind of thing. So there's a lot of like confusion and thro- like not throwaway dialogue, but just dialogue that doesn't progress the plot as much as it does just establish right. the fact that everybody in this scenario is fucking confused on both sides. Yeah, because you know? like right yeah. before he actually goes up to like talk to them through the door, he has these moments where he's like going through their van and like doing recon and shit. And it's really kind of just, it feels like the siphoning of the gas is really the, the whole point of this yeah, movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly from like a karmaic standpoint of establishing that's what you get when you steal people's gas. Yeah, so uh, they wind up trying to, uh, you know, give the gun back, but they put uh, homeboy, um, what's his name? Uh, Justin in an arm bar mm-hmm. because jujitsu boy, I guess, can just fucking take down a dude that's got like 110 pounds on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's how that works. <laughs> and while the uh, so the power goes out, and while that's happening, uh, Amber, who is I guess part of like part of the Nazi faction, or yeah, this was weird. Th- like, here's my theory: is Amber is part of the band. That is like the house band, right? Mm-hmm. So like 
not maybe not like a house band, but somebody that regularly comes here enough that they know her on a first name basis. Right. You know what I mean? So I I don't know because that I was like, oh, she's like a double agent or something, but like not really. <laughs> you know what I mean? Secret agent man. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, and Patrick Stewart goes into full like damage control mode. So there's still patrons that are listening to like speaker music mm-hmm. and that kind of thing outside. He's like, what was the line? It was something like, those attending the racial advocacy workshop on yep. Wednesday. <laughs> you <laughs> nailed <laughs> it. That <laughs> was fucking weird. I like tried to break that down in my head while we were watching it. And I was like, what the fuck does that even mean when you're a Nazi? Like, yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to pick it up a little bit here. The patrons all exit and um, Darcy attempts to move the remaining band mm-hmm. members out of the green room and that kind of thing. He's going to have a negotiation period. And he brings up the point that like that weapon that you have in there is not registered. <laughs> As if that was fucking surprising, right? <laughs> he does, like, one of the best power plays when he's like, I'm a little tired of yelling at you people mm-hmm. through this door. Can I just... Can I speak like this? Can I speak like this instead? They're like, yeah, we can hear you just fine. Oh, that's great. Now, mm-hmm. can we appoint one person to speak instead of all of you? fucking brilliant mm-hmm. tacticianing here. <laughs> Because what happens when only one person can speak? Mm. Nobody can influence their decisions. Isolate the lamb. Yep. And <laughs> yep. it. Uh, so he convinces um, Pat to stick his hand. Eventually, he's like, "You have to give us the gun, Pat. Mm-hmm. If you don't give us the gun, it's then- a back and forth." Kind yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. Because he's even like Pat tries to negotiate with him, and he forgets. I guess Pat forgets that he has. No power in this situation right. yeah, yeah, at yeah. all. Yeah, because he's like, "We'll release Justin for a phone." He's like, "That's funny." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll trade you this unregistered weapon for a registered one. <laughs> that was the dumbest part of this entire fucking movie. <laughs> right. He he eventually gets like, "All right, guys, let's move the couch out of the way." They've moved the sofa in front of the door and everything, so it couldn't be kicked down. Right. Um. Sticks his hand out, and while this is happening, Amber is looking through the um, ventilation system at the bottom of the wall, and or so the she bottom can, of the door, bottom of the door. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. she can basically she can see that there's like nine other motherfuckers <laughs> outside of this door too. And right? it's just these vibrant red laces yeah. that you can see. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh my god, yeah. there's Nazis here. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> You remember when you played that song about fuck Nazis earlier? <laughs> yeah, they're not feeling too happy about that. <laughs> so we have... Uh, uh, everybody starts to... There's a culmination of pushing against the door to make sure that it remains closed while trying to pull Pat back in. And all you hear is... <laughs> he finally gets pulled back in. He has slashes across the top side of his forearm... Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they hit him with an axe because it cut through the bone of his fucking wrist. Partially <laughs> severed his hand, right? And that's pretty hardcore. That was the scene that I was talking about that I feel mm-hmm. like is like the big scene in this movie and everything. But like That um, was the second part of their budget. Yeah. <laughs> Outside <laughs> yeah, yeah. of Patrick Stewart. <laughs> yep. Um, a jiu-jitsu guy whose name escapes me at the moment puts Justin back on the floor during this scene. It's worth noting that he does break Justin's arm. Um, so mm. Justin is now working southpaw. He's like, fuck Justin! Yeah. 
Um, and then we have the sequence where Justin finally fucking bites it, right? Like, well, uh, so uh, they're trying to like during all of this chaos, the door finally shuts. They're trying to take care of Pat, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> Amber walks up with a box cutter that mm-hmm. they got from like. I guess right underneath of them was which some is duct three tape. and a half inches shorter than enough to get you. A <laughs> and she smart move, Amber. And they're just like, they they keep trying to put him out in a headlock or a sl- I guess a sleeper <laughs> he, hold. Like, he keeps waking up. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> how can you how can you tell when it works? And Amber just fucking guts him yeah. like a fish. Four kill number two, kill number fucking two. Big Justin or BJ. Yeah. Fucking, like, rest in peace, dude. That motherfucker did. I know he's a Nazi, but he was just doing his job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I was, just, uh, I was just on top of the guard tower. <laughs> I was just standing out front of Dachau. <laughs> I was just doing my job like any good Hitlerin would do. I apologize to our Hasidic community. <laughs> I don't think Jews listen to us. <laughs> cool. I want them to because I think they're funny. <laughs> Unless they control the social medias like Kanye. The timing of this movie and like social, like so perfect. I so was fucking say, funny. Ye does definitely not listen to us. No. No. <laughs> All right. So uh, Big Justin has bit the dust and now we finally go under the floorboards. Under the floorboards. <laughs> to the bunker. There's a fucking bunker underneath this fucking punk, like... Because they've been trying to find a way to get out for, like, you know, 30 minutes now. Turns out there is a whole-ass safe room basement armory <laughs> man cave down there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just like, there's okay, duct sick, tape. Yeah. There's other stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they get duct tape and they tape old boy's arm up. And um, he begins telling a story that's supposed to be like a, uh, like... I guess it's one of those things... Where you've had your arm severed and you're panicking anyway because of the scenario that you're in and everything. And I guess you're just sort of trying to talk yourself through it by reminiscing about the past or something. So he's telling a story about how he played paintball one time against Marines. Which I totally misunderstood that story yeah, yeah, yeah. when we heard it. Because yeah. I thought he was talking about being a Marine. Right. Not being some little fuckboy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so... Uh, what's his name? The other guy, jujitsu guys, like Pat, like Pat. You done? Shut the fuck up. Your arms taped. Let's get out of here. And they're like, why don't we just walk out of the open door? Oh, like, oh yeah, let's go. <laughs> so, oh right, because there's yeah. Nazi dogs out. Here. Yeah, hundred percent. And this is where this movie starts fucking moving. So yeah, we really start to pick up the kill count yep. right now. So we'll make the greatest. Hundred percent. But there's a point where like everybody breaks up for some fucking reason because like Sam's by herself for like most of the rest of this movie. Mm-hmm. That she is a part of. We got dogs. We got Nazis giving commands in German to said dogs. <laughs> yeah, because they walk back into the bar. Uh, green hair, which I think is Tiger. Yeah. Tiger just gets his fucking throat released by yeah. some fuck. Yeah. I don't even think it's German Shepherds. I think Not, it's Pit Bulls. It was a pit, yeah. Which I love pitting. Nothing against pits, but yeah, like yeah. It, yeah. Uh, a pit that gets raised as a raised by a Nazi to kill people is going to kill people. So, because <laughs> they're so good at listening, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Just doing his job, like I fucking said. <laughs> um, and then, all- Re- yeah, this this was my favorite one. Is Reese is like, oh, window, 
he like jumps through the window and falls on his face and he's immediately met with like seven dudes that are all standing around <laughs> with like drawn weapons. One of them jumps on him and stabs him like 18 times in the back. <laughs> ah! Four. Kills number three and four. Kills number three and motherfucking four. We have Tiger and other guy. Reese. Reese. Yeah. I have him in my notes as other guy. Nice. I have other guy multiple times through this. Um, Amber has like maneuvered down a hallway or some kind of like, mm-hmm. I'm sure there was a boiler room in there somewhere. Um, but, Amber. <laughs> yeah. But she gets, uh, she gets her leg chewed on by one of the dogs. Pat, however, has maneuvered a microphone in front of a floor monitor creating feedback. Which is running the dogs away. Which is running the dogs away. So Amber survives. Um, Which Daniel, like, leaves too. Like, the yeah. other Nazi that was in there is like, oh, I fucking hate feedback too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so the Nazis, like, regroup outside. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, there's a, there's a point in conversation where Amber is talking to Daniel. I think I have mm-hmm. that right. But Amber says... Um, Worm did it. Worm's the guy that killed Emily. Right. Right. Uh, it, Daniel's not the one. It's, it, it's, it isn't Daniel. We don't have okay. a name to this Nazi. Okay. So <laughs> Worm or Daniel, one of them sure. makes it out to Patrick Stewart, Darcy, and mm-hmm. is like, well, what I just fucking heard was that Worm did it. Worm, and it so that's I mean? a little bit later because so, that's when they just send in the two. Right. Because right now we still have um, Big Boy... Who gets fucking iced. Daniel does go back in though. That's what I thought. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Daniel goes yeah. back in with uh Big Bastard. Who look he looks like the mm-hmm. guy from uh Breaking Bad that's Aaron Paul's best friend. <laughs> totally does. <laughs> hey, come on, man. <laughs> Let's do some math. <laughs> His Desert Island band is Leonard Skinner. <laughs> I know this because I put Aaron Paul's best friend down as Guy. <laughs> got it. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Because they both come back in. Feedback is still playing because mm-hmm. they're trying to run the dogs away still. Uh, Daniel walks behind the um, the bar that we were just at. And he gets fucking peppered by a shotgun blast. Buckshot. <laughs> 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 that'll see, kill a man <laughs> see that that'll just pepper him <laughs> which they blew off like half his fucking face he just hits yeah. the ground and dies also Four. thank you Dave Chappelle for like supplying half of my fucking <laughs> sense of humor kill, kill number, number five, five. <laughs> kill number fucking five I love how he still landed <laughs> on it that was good yeah, nice. <laughs> um, also in that same vein, uh, Aaron Paul's best friend gets fucking stabbed in the neck. Four. Kill number six. Kill number fucking six. Some guy. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> Not some guy. Guy. <laughs> I'm here for the cream of some young guy. <laughs> I almost said that. I was, I was like, I was like, that won't be fucking funny. I'm not going to say that. Here you are. You're over here like Michael Myers is so funny. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not quite drunk enough to quote Wayne's World. So, <laughs> but yeah. Dream Weaver. Um, so <laughs> now we get, we have Sam, Pat, and Amber. Yep. <coughs> Final three. Our big three here. Again, they'll make the great escape. 
They fucking... Op- Won't hear a word Sam says. <laughs> right. They open a door, step outside, gunfire. <laughs> <laughs> Which, Sam actually gets fucking clipped yeah. by a bullet mm-hmm. and just like, oh, fuck. Right. And then they just let the pit bull go who has eyes for Sam right. herself. Mm-hmm. Four. Four. Kill, kill number, number seven. seven. Kill number fucking seven. <laughs> and Sam via dog. <laughs> Oh, dog. The wolf. <laughs> the wolf. <laughs> I would like to point out the fact that that was like the least important part of this entire movie. The fact that like... Oh, Flesh Wolf. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, guys, that means Flesh Grinder. Because yeah. apparently like... <laughs> Not Meat Wolf. <laughs> 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 also, if you're looking for Grinder in Germany, it's Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> for our gay listeners out there. <laughs> that one's for you, buddy. It, it's all y'all. <laughs> Cause we were sitting here like, okay, why does it say, why does it say flesh wolf? They had that exchange where we're like, what does flesh mean? I think that means flesh. <laughs> nice. What does wolf mean? <laughs> what an idiot I am. <laughs> so now that Sam's dead, we actually make our way back to the green room, back to home base between Amber and Pat. Pat yeah. And Amber's like having this really sweet moment where she's just like, tell me the rest of your story from earlier. And I'm like, bitch, he was talking about paintball. Yeah. Well, I, I found this out when he started talking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because by this point, I still thought that he was like a Marine who did big dick homie shit. Marines or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So he was like, the blood, like, it felt like Chappelle's sketch when he was in the hospital after the Wu-Tang Clan fucked him sure. up. And he was just like, they just kept, they sewed my asshole shut. Just kept, <laughs> feed me and feed me and feed me. <laughs> They left the clothes hanger on the stove for like 45 minutes. <laughs> no, totally. I'm also like, I know we're running short on time here, but like, I want to talk about people that play paintball too hard. <laughs> Stop that shit. Stop that shit. I guess it's healthy for people that have seen combat to be in like a safe place where they can like get that out like of their not. get you're that out of their system. People. But at the same time, you're still shooting kids that don't that are just there to have fun. You know what I mean? Like in a best case scenario, you ruin somebody's weekend. You know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was talking about they got their thousand dollar automatic paintball rifles and their fucking full camo and everything. They're throwing up hand signs and using tactical language and, and shit, flanking and flanking. <laughs> Who flanks in paintball? It's like, no, just stop that shit. Like, if you're out there, man, fucking cool it a little bit. It's not that serious. Nah, blood. It's not that serious. Um, So, we get a cut, and um, Darcy is giving Worm his red laces. Yeah. And there's, like, it's... My first thought was, like, aren't we supposed to have, like, a ceremony or something? Aren't you supposed to, like, bleed into an occult symbol and fucking jerk off or whatever? They're really casual Nazis. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It's funny, too, because, like, the... I will say, the videography of this movie did a really good job of keeping the racism in every shot. Because it's, like... I mean, like, between the bumper stickers that are, like, white pride worldwide and shit like that. Patrick Stewart saying the N-word whenever he gets an opportunity to talk about heroin. (laughs) Which, honestly, weirdly enough, came back because it was just like, hey, you gotta be careful about that N-word dope. And I was like, okay, if y'all can see my eyes right now. (laughs) I was like, did Professor X just say the N-word? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. It explains a lot of the discourse between him and Magneto when you really think about it. 
Xavier was actually a Nazi the whole <laughs> Right. <laughs> they actually fought each other in World War II. <laughs> I've been saying Magneto was right for my entire life, so whatever. <laughs> Magneto did nothing wrong. <laughs> Magneto did nothing wrong, dude. I'll go to my grave saying that shit. <laughs> So, yeah, we're back in, and, like, Darcy is, this is the part where you're talking about where he sends the two guys to go in and mm-hmm. clean up, yeah, and yeah. it's, like, Tweedledum and Tweedledee. Yeah. You know, it's, I can't imagine more incompetent, because these are, like, trigger-happy, like, relatively inbred, you know what I mean, <laughs> looking dudes that go in here. <laughs> they also don't have a lot of ammo walking in, yeah. because what hit, the, the line that hit me the hardest in this entire movie was before they get sent in, they walk up to the side of the van that uh, Patrick Stewart and uh, not Worm, but one of the other uh, Nazis sure. was driving off into the sunrise, I guess, which I guess, is actually yeah. kind of weird. And they were like, do you have any more 12 gauge in there? They're like, no, there might be some at the bar. How many shots do you have? Mind you, there are two victims mm-hmm. left. And he, yeah. <laughs> he just goes, I have three. He's like, oh, cool. So you have an extra shot. And I was yeah. like, whoo. For all, and it, it the the line goes hard, but this is my issue with this. For all of the tactfulness that has been happening so far, and like the fact that they have had to clearly have had to do this before, you know what I mean? <laughs> like that is an egregious oversight to, to not to not give your gunmen extra ammunition the just fact in that case. Anyone else is alive that didn't have anything when they walked into this situation and right. have killed. I think three of your men so far. Yeah. Yeah. Three of plus your plus or minus men. Yeah. whatever. Yeah. It like a hundred percent, like you're going to literally send them in there with like three <laughs> slugs and say, good luck. Cause that was the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you can do it. I got to get Xavier out of here. <laughs> the van just levitates. Right, right. <laughs> Storm's not there. Uh, so we get Tweedledee and Tweedledumass. They go into the green room yeah. and they have found the hole that they had dug out into the bunker. And, you know, Pat has gone down and he's like clanging this machete mm. against all this kind he's of shit. He's notably shaved his head at this point, too. Yeah. Which was kind of cool. Yeah, I guess. I so did. he can like blend in. I guess. <laughs> Because it's like, how well do you blend in when you're already the fucking target at a Nazi compound? I, I, like, would, I wouldn't know. <laughs> also, he's got face paint on. Do you know what none of these Nazis had the entire time? That that was the point of the paintball story, I think, was to, like, he was, like, reclaiming his identity. That the paintball stu- Marines took from him? Or some stupid fucking plot device like that, I don't know. But that, the, the Tweedledee and Tweedledip shit are, like, talking to each other for a minute, they're like, you know it's a trap, right? He's like, yeah, but do you want to go tell Darcy that we didn't go down here and fucking ice his ass? Hence my point earlier about the lack of tactfulness. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they hit, like, those two guys from Pirates of the Caribbean that were guarding the dock. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jack Spare's like, I'm taking this. All right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the hell are you trying to read? The Bible? You can't read. You get points for trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> So skinny bitch like drops down and yeah. like is looking for the clanging from Pat like mm-hmm. a fucking moron and of course what is that melody? <laughs> <laughs> By George, she's got it. <laughs> so as uh, as that's happening, sh- we have this really cool shot where Amber starts climbing out of the couch like any child mm-hmm. who's playing hide and seek mm-hmm. is doing. Um, which, by the way, that shit was scary growing up, especially yeah. like because you could. 
If you were small enough, you could hide under one of the pullout couches. Yeah. <laughs> but you were not getting out no. without help. I used to freak myself out hiding. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? No one's ever going to find me. <laughs> oh, God. No one's ever going to find me. <laughs> Real shit. So she comes up behind and just fucking slits mm-hmm. Fat Boy's throat for... Kill, kill number, number eight. fucking eight, dude. Kill number fucking eight. Yeah, we're getting eight. up there. I know. This is honestly a pretty high kill yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty impressed. Mm-hmm. So, kill number eight happens. Uh, all of the shots have been blown between uh, Pat and Skinny Bitch. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes is when, like, uh, Skinny Bitch turns around and she's like, uh, you only got one shot left. <laughs> she's, like, dangling the body. Like, with but the legs. Emily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, it was two of the shots because she got him twice. Because yeah, the yeah. first time she got it with Fat Boy, uh-huh. yep. <laughs> the second time she got it with Emily's body. Yep, she caught him both. No worries, no worries <laughs> at all. That's what I'm saying. She's done this shit before. So then we have what got him? Basically, like what happens is like she takes the the ammunition out of the other guy's gun and gets the handgun oh, that was on the floor yeah. downstairs. And has two shots left, right? So she caps the dude twice in the neck. <laughs> Four. Kill, kill number, number nine. nine. Kill number fucking nine. The Other skinhead. <laughs> Other skinhead. She blew his neck out. Yeah. <laughs> it's a kill point. Hit that larynx. So now uh, we go back up. We, cl- we climb out. And we have... Um, <laughs> this is like awkward ass moment. <laughs> Yeah, Worm is standing in the doorway of the green room, and we have Amber and Pat crawling out from the bunker, and he's just holding, like, a shot back. Yeah. He's been, like, power spraying. They keep cutting back and forth, It's actually. not even, like, like, a good shot back. It's, yeah. like, I, like, you could maybe hold three quarts of blood in there. Yeah, yeah. Gotta go you, dump it out. You've killed nine people so far. Yeah. <laughs> So they hold him at gunpoint. They walk him out. The sun has started to rise on the Citadel. And they're like, does anybody know how to hotwire a car? No. no. But I wouldn't be on the road anyways. And I'm like, all right, this just feels like mm-hmm. ancillary dialogue. Yep. So now we roll up the side of the hill. We're following a pit bull for some reason, like through the camera shots. Because he had gotten out or whatever. He had I guess. Yeah. It's like, who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> And we get up to uh, two of the Nazis, which were driving a truck or a van or whatever. Yep. And they, like, hold them at gunpoint. They walk them onto the property, which has... Um, Darcy. Darcy. Uh, so, Sir Patrick Stewart mm-hmm. and... Actually, I think it was him by himself, It right? was him yeah, by himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was He was in the safe haven at this point, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Um and the concept being that they're both like, and I'm I'm talking about Pat and uh, Amber are both in just like fuck it mode at this point, you know right, what I mean? And right. so Darcy says something to the effect of like, "Yeah, this has gone really south. It's been a nightmare <laughs> on all of us, hasn't it?" Amber shoots one of the uh, the, the taller dude in this mm-hmm. in this sequence, and then the other guy dies somehow. I think he, I'm sure he gets shot as well. Four kills ten and eleven. Hundred percent kills ten and fucking. Eleven. One more to go. One more to go. So as they're blowing away these two Nazis, mm. which by the way, as they're approaching, they have found um, the bodies of all of their fallen bandmates. And there was a scene that was set as though they were siphoning gas. Mm-hmm. I guess that was, again, the, <laughs> the premise of this whole movie. 
if you siphon gas, you get fucking you get killed. Fucking killed by Nazis. <laughs> Um, I'm telling you, you're going to want to pay for your own gas. (laughs) (laughs) One thing that I thought was really cool in that piece of dialogue, though, was Pat was talking about how with the siphon that was going into the tank, Mm -hmm. there was a a washcloth or towel that was underneath of like in the gasket to not spill gas Mm -hmm. everywhere. He was like, that's a little hoity toity, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It's like we're grungy punk ass kids, dude. We're not trying to. I know. I know. Introduce me to the neatest gas siphoner. You know what I'm saying? Like, I will say uh, this final kill was actually my favorite mm-hmm. because there. Yeah, that's how the eleventh guy died. You're right. Yeah, he, yeah. there's this. Yeah. Uh, so we had, or the the final kill being Patrick Stewart is as these two dudes are getting blown away, mm-hmm. blown away. Mm-hmm. He just turns around and starts walking with his, uh, and pulls out his revolver, still facing the other Mm -hmm. way. So he gets peppered in the back with Mm -hmm. the shotgun. Yeah. So my impression is that the shotgun is registered, Mm -hmm. which means that they can trace it, they can put prints on it, and they can fucking burn amber to the ground. And he was attempting to take it in the back at risk of, like, uh, the alternative being taking it in the front and that kind of thing. It could make him, like, there was that, like, war story about all those dudes that died Mm -hmm. in in the uh, Civil War or whatever, the American Revolution Mm -hmm. or whatever. But they all had bullet wounds in the front, which means they were facing. Mm -hmm. So if you're walking away, it means you were retreating. Right. Exactly. You know. And I think I don't know Oregon's gun laws. <laughs> yeah. But what I will say is it if a for, when when forensics shows up, mm-hmm. he got shot in the back. Right. And that was so clever to me mm-hmm. writing wise. I thought that was so cool. Because, I thought that was so cool. Because his purpose was not to continue living and doing his thing. His purpose was the survival of his idea. Yeah. Right. Which, it's like, I don't... You know, like, okay, good on you from, like, a again, the tactician standpoint Mm -hmm. and everything. Right. And then we have, uh, really them having, or or Pat and um, Amber having this conversation that nobody really cares about, honestly. Because it didn't, (laughs) it it didn't bring anything to the forefront. It didn't add anything to the movie. There's a trend of that with, like, the closing dialogue and, like, horror movies like this or whatever. Like, things that we cover. Like, the closing yeah. dialogue just doesn't, like, hit that final, Well, you that's know. why I'm a big fan of stuff like uh, Ready or Not, where I don't need dialogue. I would rather just have someone act the scene really well and portray mm-hmm. the feelings of that character than to hear you say something fucking stupid. Right. Um, <laughs> notably, the dog that was loose comes back mm-hmm. up the road, and it doesn't attack Amber or Pat yeah. as they're sitting there. In fact, they both pull their empty guns out and start clicking the trigger at mm-hmm. the dog and everything. And the dog lays down next to his master, which I thought mm-hmm. was great symbolism for the fact, like, I've joked about it earlier in this episode, but great symbolism for the fact that, like, <laughs> at the end of the day, no matter whose side you're on in any kind of conflict or whatever, you ultimately are looking out for your own. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah and, and I get that. It does drive that point home about this is like a greater idea, but there is like carnage on both sides. Right. Right. And I mean, really like one of the last shots is uh worm is walking up to some house and he's like, we need to call the police. Mm-hmm. Because I guess they let him go mm-hmm. for whatever reason, which is stupid to me. He's a fucking Nazi. Yeah, I don't know why sure. you let him go. 
And then we cut to a scene for actually our kill number 13. Mm. Uh, some Nazi that was shooting heroin. Yeah. That was... And that's the end of the movie. And what was interesting to me about the way that that closed out is, I, again, I think the symbolism was the fact that, like, life is going... What's go- the symbology of I know. That? <laughs> like, that life was going on normally. Like, we got to look at Tad or whatever the fuck his name was, and he yeah. was just vacuuming his carpet, waiting for the next band to roll in. And that, you know what I mean? It was, yeah. like, all of this, like... That's why I didn't bring it up. He's usual. just sitting yeah. there, like... <laughs> But it was the fact that, like, all these kind of, like, wicked, evil things and, like, all this, like, criminal shit happens all the time. And, like, the world mm-hmm. is just none the wiser, even if you were, like, an accessory to it. Yeah. Unbeknownst to yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it's just, it's kind of a cool closer for me. Um, again, I wish, like, we had just gotten that dialogue free. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but but that's a minor nitpick. So, I guess this is a good segue into final thoughts. Uh, Well, what would you rate this movie first? Um, and I'll, would you watch it again? I, I like here's the thing I've seen it so many times that I don't think I would watch it again unless it sure. was just on but um I don't know for a rating man I'm I'm kind of in between like a like a 6 and a 7 for this mm-hmm. I think it's a good movie I guess I'll just say 6 and a half and just call it there but mm-hmm. like I think it's a good movie but it's one of those like really good self-contained stories that you don't need any extra sure. you, doesn't need a whole lot of interpretation it doesn't it, it just simply is what it is um and that's good enough for me i guess (laughs) so um you know there there are certainly things in this movie that i would change had i had my hand in it i I suppose you know what i mean but like it's it's not coming from a place of criticism as much as it was that like this movie just doesn't hit me like a nine or an eight or something like that it's just it's just like it's not that impactful because i don't think it was trying to be you know what i mean so like does that make any sense? Like in its own way, like I feel it, it like it makes sense. I just yeah. don't know that I agree. Okay. And and the reason I say that, so like I'll go ahead and say I wouldn't watch this movie again, especially predicated on the story I gave at the beginning of this podcast, where it's like you have to be somebody who is interested in seeing that. Yeah. Right. Which is like already super fucking niche. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're into Nazis and dog murder, like, <laughs> that's already its own spectrum. Honestly, man, I give this movie a five. Okay. And the reason for that is I just, like, the acting was good from Patrick Stewart, Mm -hmm. which, obviously, if you sat down and watched this movie for the first time, it is hard to follow. It is hard to follow. There are characters that you don't even know what is going on with them. There is a storyline that is less than cohesive. Should I be like, paying attention to this guy? Is this character important? No, he's yeah. not. You know, and there's a lot of that, and it, like that was obviously like deliberate from a filmmaking standpoint. But I, I, that's kind of what I'm saying. Where I just like I feel like it wasn't meant to be like a really deep dive into like the culture of the punk scene and like a commentary sure. on like modern Nazism or whatever. You but know that's what I mean? What I'm saying is like, it's I like, feel like it was, I feel like, really? they tr- okay. I, I feel like they tried to do it without doing the gonzo journalism for yeah. it and didn't have the grasp on it. Yeah. I think they tried to give it a lot of gravity, mm-hmm. which I get. And in that same vein, it just didn't hit because I was just like, why am I supposed to care about this? Like what? The, the I have seen Nazis do way worse shit in movies than anybody did in this movie. And that's you, why you know I gave I'm... Dead Snow a better rating than this. <laughs> Dead Nazis don't fucking count. <laughs> First of all, a Nazi's a Nazi. <laughs> uh, but no, it was like... I, I did enjoy this movie for what it was. 
But I think this movie... I personally think that this movie wanted to be more than what I picked up on. And that's that's it. probably true. And, and I, I think we agree more than it, it seems <laughs> like we do. Um, I was going to... I had a point, but I completely lost it. I, I guess my thing, just like final thoughts like for me, is just that like... This is one of those scenarios... I'm just going to stop because I completely lost it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm trying to plug at the end and trying um, to... I'm, I want this to be a one hour and 15 minute episode so fucking badly and I can't do it. This, I'm out of gas. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I'm so sorry. Here I am. God I'm back. It. I'm the problem. Um, it, Hi, it was... No, I lost it. I, <laughs> I'm the problem. It's me. I just... I feel like like it's one of those things for me. And Jesus Christ, I keep fucking losing <laughs> I can't. Can't do this. You're just trying to use up the last two minutes. <laughs> fucking great. Oh, I fucking it's quit. Me. <laughs> I fucking quit. I fucking <laughs> uh, quit. This is a movie that is worth watching if you want to hear Sir Patrick Stewart say the N word. Sure. That's that's yeah. literally the extent yeah. of this movie. Because that's funny as shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I will say I have no idea how this movie got such high ratings on some of these sites. Yeah, and I feel like it's that Nazi thing. Like and like what I mean by that is uh, I, yes. I I feel like <laughs> I feel like anytime you make a movie about a controversial topic, you're given 40 points right off the bat. You know what I mean? Cuz this person is tra- and that's not a criticism. I think it teeters. I really think it teeters. That's not a criticism for me as much as it is just like the way that I kind of feel the way that like like films are that deal sure. with controversial sure. topics. You're all like if you hit like because, like I said earlier, this is fringe horror. This is yeah, close, this absolutely. is closer to crime drama than it is horror. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I think any time that you're making a movie like that, you're going to be given the benefit of the doubt until the end of the movie. Right. I just personally didn't walk away with any kind of like extra thoughts from this movie. No, you know what I mean? It's, it, it's like, not thought provoking. That's what I'm saying. And so, ninety feels high. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> you know. Looking at you, Tom. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So. Well, I think that is our closing thoughts. Cool. Um, for everybody who is out there. Two, one hour and 15 minutes. We got there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still have to edit. But <laughs> I want to thank everybody once again for joining us on another edition of Under the Floorboards, where it creaks, it cracks, and we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night. <laughs>